I heard it so many, so many times. It's like, it's all about who, you know, I'm like, I didn't understand what that actually meant. I understand what it means now because I'm reaping the fruit of that. I really just focused on being a good friend, being a good human, being a good Christ follower um, to a point where it's just like you can't help but to get blessed by um, just your character. Your character make room makes room for you. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incredipaul.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-Paul.org, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredipaul shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredipaul look. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Hi, I'm Paul Faranbi, and welcome to Incredible Paul Leadership, where we learn how to become the most incredible versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I have the honor of having Brandon Brinkley, a.k.a. Dash, on the podcast. He's a photographer, videographer, and so much more. He specializes connecting with individuals and sharing their stories. He's been featured in places like ESPN, NFL Films, The HuffPost, and Forbes. So that was a brief introduction, Dash, but how about you introduce yourself the way you would do it? (laughs) What's up? I'm Brandon. Everyone calls me Dash. The AKA seems to be more familiar than the actual real name. Yeah, I didn't know your uh, name was Brandon for the longest Exactly. <laughs> if you're probably reading, it's like, who is Brandon? So <laughs> it's weird. Answering my phone, I'm like, hey, this is Brandon. Who? Oh, sorry, it's Dash, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so Dash has been more familiar in circles, but whatever comes up, call me that. So yeah, call me sure. cool, call me whatever. No, call but um, cool. <laughs> I, I, have three, I have three kids that call me dad, so that's awesome. Um, and yeah. I love wife uh we've been married for gosh 13 14 since 2010 not to date the podcast but yeah 2010 um my oldest he just turned 10 so um more than anything um father husband and christ follower so that's kind of like the sticky and everything else kind of follows that so it can be uh dj it can be art director whatever so i just enjoy just doing whatever god calls me to do yeah, yes, I love that. I know that that's how we got connected because you do a lot of videography and photography stuff. Uh, you used to for Church on the Rock when you attended there and worked there. So that's how we connected for sure. And you also did a story video on me. And yes, I, I remember. We, <laughs> yeah, remember for sure. I, awesome. I feel like you've done story videos for pretty much half the church, if not more. <laughs> 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 but it's, yeah even that in itself that's that's been i'm sure we'll talk about that later in the conversation yeah. but yeah for sure you're so you're <laughs> really good at what you do i know you mentioned some of those other stuff what really came first or was there something that came first like like talk me through the story of dash <sighs> so what comes first uh i would say for me it's been my mom and dad they were um they were like photographers. Like my dad was like, you know, turned our whole, um, sorry, that's my dog in the background. (laughs) You're good. I didn't even hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. This microphone is good then. All right. Sorry. Um, I would say, uh, even back when, um, I was younger, like my dad would turn our entire like bathroom, he had one bathroom in the house, uh, growing up in St. Louis and turn it all into like a dark room. Um, so developing film, um, he would paint, and do all these other things. Uh, my mom would do the same. So uh, wow. I will find like if I explore in the basement, like rows of like um, and, uh, film negatives and all. So um, my love for uh, the arts kind of came from that. And that side of the family has always been like artsy anyway, my dad's side. Um, so That's I've good. always been around it. And then um, my love for um, I would even say just for DJing and music and all mm-hmm. um, and appreciation for that um, came from my father. Um, he was a DJ back in the day, like after he got out of the, um, the service, uh, serving both army and Marines, wow. uh, for quite some time. Uh, he did a lot of things with, um, with DJing. So our basement was like vinyl heaven. We still wow. have a so lot of he his was, vinyl. 
in the army and marines and dj at the same time yeah i think it kind of came like afterwards i'm not sure okay. if he did it like before okay. but it definitely came afterwards um okay. i have memories of uh him loading up that truck that uh red ford truck whatever it was um <laughs> and going out to different places and all um he wasn't a believer back then mm. um you know and he was up until his passing but yeah he uh dj at bars and whatnot mm. had all kinds of uh vinyl records with just like some classics so i would say wow. my love for the arts and appreciation for the arts uh really came back when i was just little you know coming up yeah. and growing up and also yeah right so it sounds like you've really been in, entrenched and like pretty much destined for this <laughs> i guess i guess so i didn't really come to like getting into like um video and like marketing and stuff until like like really heavy into like uh high school oh, really? um but even yeah even at that time uh i went to like a smaller like christian school mm. um north county christian if you're familiar with that um and my graduating class was like 25 people 26 oh, or wow. so <laughs> so but when they were adding a class, um, I took some like marketing classes like mm -hmm. in there and some other um, accounting type classes and whatnot that got me interested in like, you know, I suck at math, but it got me interested <laughs> in like knowing how numbers kind of like work and people okay. and all okay. that. Um, we will have like digital signage, um, you know, it was back in 2004 when I graduated. Okay. So we're talking about 2002, 2003, um, when we had like the TVs like in each room. So it was like, let's put oh. the, the the menu from the cafeteria up and then like um, all this different things or whatever. But video um, kind of came up where it was affiliated with the church and they had like a media department. It wasn't like super crazy. It was like a bunch of like handy cams and stuff. And that's when they actually added the video editing class and they kept me in mind for that. So when they thought about video editing, they had Brandon in mind. So was this more so like kind of a natural progression or did you have like a direction in mind that you wanted to go? That's a good question. I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, doing video really sparked something. Not only that, I would say just being around um, marketing really sparked that. Okay. Um, high school was, um, was, was great in discovering what gifts I really had. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was, we had, I remember having a shirt, uh, we, I designed it, I created it, um, with the team, of course, it wasn't just all me, mm -hmm. but we were in charge of marketing that shirt to like sports teams and stuff. Really? You know, I played basketball, I played soccer. Um, and it was something, uh, I remember it said like blue crew. Okay. So what's the, blue I'm like, okay, crew? how do we market this? It was kind of like, you know, it was the crusaders, you know, were blue. Okay. Um, it meant a lot because at that point, um, it's a Christian school. Yeah. They're talking about changing the mascot cause crusaders are oh. apparently like rough and like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to go into the whole history with that. Yeah. So it actually, they're going to change it my senior year, but okay. then they kept it. Um, which is ironic. My aim screening was like, I'm still a Seder or whatever, <laughs> but it was, it was really cool because that got me jazzed up. I'm like, okay, here's a shirt. No one knows about it yet. Mm. Like, how do we get people to wear this? Yeah. So I had to like think through how to do that. So when I was going, looking for colleges or whatever, you know, I could have went to like Mizzou or SLU and everything else, mm -hmm. which was great. Um, all great schools, mm -hmm. but it was to a point where I was like, well, I'd rather do something that's like something that's going to be up my alley, something I'm actually going to enjoy because journalism was not my thing. I had connections with uh, NBC affiliate in St. Louis. Oh, wow. Um, she was like one of the lead uh, field reporters, like a friend of the family and stuff. We'll go to her house and kind of hang out. That's amazing. Uh, my mom was real cool with them and stuff. And she gave me a tour and I'm looking around. I'm like, well, this is cool, but I don't know if this is me. Mm. You know, they had the robotic cameras and stuff oh, and okay. a nice, cool control room set up. Okay. And I'm just like, I don't know if journalism is going to do it for me. Okay. So one of my friends um, was uh, dating a friend of mine I played ball with. We were in the same school, mm -hmm. our same school, obviously. We we're in the same class. Yeah. Um, she went to Southeastern down here in Florida. Okay. And um, she got me interested with it. They said, we have a broadcast program. Um, the biggest thing was that I was so used to like a smaller class mm -hmm. and like being able to touch and use the gear. Mm -hmm. If I went to Mizzou or a bigger state school oh, or whatever, yeah. um, I wouldn't be able to touch into like junior or senior. Yeah. So yeah. I literally walked into this college here and I was one of the radio uh, program directors or whatever, like my second semester or so. But wow. it was it was that fast. 
and even being able to produce an actual TV show that went national. Wow. Um, a couple networks picked it up, and it was a student-led production. Um, Wait, and how? I, was I can't like, let you go past that. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> yeah, like you, you say you're leading this show and it got picked up nationally. Yeah, so um, it was me and a couple people. Um, we adopted this one show. Um, I'm gonna shout out like probably everybody, yeah, um, but we start off this. Someone start out shout out this. Um, started this show off. Mm-hmm. It was called like the Real Deals. A friend of mine, um, Lon Jordan, and whatever, and he made this like talk show type thing. Okay, who we were cool. He was super animated, um, really bright, visionary leader. And uh, I was DJing for him. Mm-hmm. So it was cool because, like, he would do his thing there. He was a dancer, too, as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he was graduating. And then it got to a point where they're going to literally, like, just pass down the show. Mm-hmm. So a couple friends of mine were like, okay, well, we can scoop this up. I'm like, cool. I'll still be a DJ because I kind of like DJing. It's cool. And then they're like, no, nah, man, you got you to gotta, you gotta direct this thing. Like, you got to be a part of the creative, you know. I'm like, nah. So guy was working on me, and I'm like, fine, I'll – put DJ in the side and I'll, I'll guess I'll start off directing. And then it got into doing graphics. Someone's got to do graphics. Like who's going to do graphics. I'm like, okay, I know Photoshop. So I'll get into that. And it was like more and more pictures and all that. And then it got to a point where you end up changing the name of it. So I was part of the whole rebranding uh, thing. So we made the t-shirts and stuff. I think I went through like two iterations uh, before it got to where it was from its, um, its uh, lasting uh, hoorah of it. The show lasted for about good grief, probably like um, a couple years, um, you know. And I said I suck at math, you know. It actually showed because I built the set, uh, kind of led building the set, and the set kind of fell twice. It fell on a dancer the first time, and then it fell on uh, somebody's motorcycle. Um, yeah, so um, I'm not cut out for set design, but I had the vision. I just needed the math part of it. So that's, that's when it takes a team to kind of do it. So some years later, it got to a point where the school finally like backed it. Like we were out there hustling, we were at, hustling. We we're at the uh, NRB national religious broadcasters, um, like gathering or whatever. Um, they meet like every year. Um, I think now they meet in Nashville. Um, we went out there and we just hustled the whole thing. And I got to a point where we got talked to the right people um, I can't take much credit for it. it was, you know, people's like, you know, my friends like James Walls and Magic. Um, they got and a bunch of other people. I mean, we all created this whole thing together. It was a student led production. Um, long story short, it got scooped up. Uh, I remember having a whole premiere at somebody's house there. Uh, one of the parents of the students there that was there uh, locally we had this whole big party. And then seeing our name like in the not in the TV guide, but like the channel that shows all the the shows and stuff. And we saw Raw TV right there. I'm like, that's us. That's so cool. Um, yeah. And then we had a professional set uh, guy come in, built the set. Um, it became, you know, um, uh, funded from the school. It got to a point where it was an actual class from the school and then an actual um, professor that was dedicated to helping students grow and learn in that. Um, and I had a life, a lot of lifelong friends, but a whole lot of um um, uh, what do you call it? experience with that? So it's, it's full circle a lot. Cause a lot of the people I'm working with even now, um, as a professional in the field and have been for quite some time where they're calling me up. It's like, Hey, I got this Detroit auto show. Um, I need you to shoot like, like how we used to do it. Hit me up. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Are you wondering what's next as everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel stuck, then coaching might be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and want to start to see results, reach out to Incredipal for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to incredipal.org slash coaching, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-U-L dot org slash coaching or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Or you can click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the most incredible version of yourself. How are you, how are you able to build those connections? As like, was it more intentional or more natural? Like, kind of like walk me through your, your thought process as you're kind of like going on 
this journey? Yeah, that's that's an amazing question because I heard it so many so many times. It's like it's all about who you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like I didn't understand what that actually meant. I understand what it means now because I'm reaping the fruit of that. I really just focused on being a good friend, being a good human, being a good Christ follower um, Mm. to a point where it's just like you can't help but to get blessed by um, just your character. Your character makes room for you. Um, I had a um, uh, the president um, of um, uh, Dr. Rutland. Um, he was the president of the Southeast University at the time. He had a book called wow. Character Matters. And that was like mm-hmm. one of the books that we were, it was required reading um, on your first semester. Um, mm-hmm. That thing was like, like your manu- manuscript, you know, um, our whole thing was servant leadership. And there'll be people mm-hmm. that would like graduate. Um, they may not know which enter the camera is which. Um, and <laughs> there'll be people that would be nice with the camera or nice on the editing, but be a, mm-hmm. a completely horrible character you know, mm. you know, and I don't want to say, oh, man, they have what's coming to them or whatever, but it, it really does right. matter. Yeah, it really does matter because that makes that makes so much room for you. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say it was intentional um, relationships and building with people. Um, I was never like, yo, here's my business card or whatever. Like, even <laughs> now, I hate bragging about myself. There's times I'm like, <laughs> you're reading the bio. I'm like, oh, gosh, ESPN. I forgot about that. <laughs> NFL films. I forgot about that. But. I just, I'm just not, I'm not, I don't know. I just kind of go where I'm at. I just kind of have my Mm -hmm. blinders on and just keep my head Mm -hmm. down, just working. And then you look back and it's like, man, I affect a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. I kind of like am living for like the now. I mean, I'm living for the future. I'm real smart about that, but I'm not like a braggy kind of way like that. So hopefully that makes sense. No, that definitely makes sense. No, I I can tell with everything you're saying that you have tremendous amount of humility and so this is incredible Paul leadership you talked about serving leadership and a key thing with leadership is john maxwell says being bigger on the inside that you are on the outside and that's the the character part of it because we all know stories of people who get to the the top of their game the top of their craft and then stuff starts to come out about their character and they get drugged back down so like no matter who you are if you don't have the right character you don't develop those leadership skills and what you were talking about when you're connecting with people trying to add value to them and really do what you think was best as opposed to kind of not to say that you're trying to um, um, trick people or like scam people or something like that like with the people who do business cards not to say they're doing that but you were focused on trying to truly connect with people and i think that's why you've been so successful wow that's that's a high honor thank you yeah (laughs) thank you so much it's it it means it really does mean a lot um instead of just saying yeah i'm the most humble guy you ever met like that but no it really does coming from you that's 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 humbling thank you (laughs) oh man no you're you're good and i know you also mentioned like as far as like the impact you've had on people that that made me think of the all the different story videos that you have done such i know you've done a lot for church on the rock and i think you do some for where you are right now how did you even get into that space like what made you start doing that as far as story videos Ooh. or maybe what was the okay. first one that you can remember <laughs> oh man um I would say it it, it kind of goes back to like testimonial type videos like for businesses or whatever. Um, okay, I think I remember my actual first kind of like story video. It was probably, I'm not, I know I did for like some school projects, but as far as in a church setting, um, it was, I did my internship at a place called Crossover Church. It's kind of coined as like the hip hop church. Um, over in Tampa. Um, and uh, I DJed there too as well a lot, um, but did a lot of um, did a lot of video there and a lot of design work, uh, working with a team there. Um, but it was, I remember it was like one of those videos that were like kind of, it was a sermon support. And the guy I interviewed uh, was kind of like, he was not like super nerdy or whatever. He was a really dope, cool dude, had like dreads and whatnot. And he's a photographer. 
but it wasn't like a story of it. He was like more of like a illustration sermon, illustration type thing talking about the different lenses and all that. So what really got me into that sphere as a whole in general was that I can actually tell someone's story in a way that they are able to convey how their life changed, but their life change is from, you know, the God, you know, that we serve, you know, the one and only true God. So talking about that, you know, seeing how Jesus really changed their life and how they developed this whole relationship and being able to display that on video, but of course, having the smarts to be able to technically put that together, I just kind of grew and grew. If I look at my first story videos, I'm like, man, it was probably terrible. I broke the 180 line, you know, a lot. Um, the microphone that I used was like a, a microphone not as nice as this was. So typically, I would have like a boom mic or a lapel mic. I had like a SM, sure, SM58, and I had it like hidden so you wouldn't see it out of the frame. It was terrible. Um, it, it was an urban ministry, and uh, it was urban ministry production, so we just kind of made it happen. So um, I recorded audio with video with like my phone using voice memo. So we got real creative with it. I think the more closely I stayed with doing story videos, I saw the effect um, and it matters. Like I did a story video today um, and the the place I'm at right now, we don't do too many story videos right now. I'm kind of just focused on leading the team. We can talk about that later. Um, but every once in a while, I actually will come back to St. Louis and do a story video here and there, which is amazing. And other places will ask me to do things too. Um, but I would say uh, filming a story video today um, and hearing them like talk and I kind of sat back, I'm like, they're talking about things of their experience. They talked about them walking through the parking lot, people waving at them. They talked about, um, the, uh, the lights and how everything felt in there and then coming in there and the worship was like, Whoa, that's cool. And then they saw the videos and all that. And I'm like, we were a part of making that experience for someone. So at least the gift that I have, I'm like, I want people to have that same experience to get them closer to God. Cause at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not sure how many people were changed or touched by the story that they, you know, saw, but I know I was kind of part of that experience. Um, it's like, man, it wasn't until I saw that video or whatever it could have been. I don't know. Um, I remember in my internship, of course, one of the first iterations or first wave of like church, like, um, interviews or uh, testimonial type video story videos. Um, it was a guy, um, a well-known rapper. Um, he was, uh, based out of new Orleans and, uh, he was uh, talking about a story about drugs and overdose and all that. Oh, and I usually hate, yeah, I usually hate doing like the whole reenactment or whatever, but it was real cheesy at the time. So we had him like, <laughs> you know, wrap up his arm and the whole band thing or whatever, and then like shoot it up or whatever. And wow. then him, like passing out or whatever. It was real, but I made the angles look and look all right, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really heavy stuff. Like I'm yeah. saying, this is urban ministry. Like we have these mm -hmm. kind of people coming to come into place as it should. It's a hospital, you know, Yeah. Um, for the hurting. And I remember posting that video literally like maybe seven years i'm um, probably was like five at the time but five seven years later mm -hmm. someone commented on the video on like my vimeo whatever wow which haven't touched in like years someone commented on it and was like hey this video changed my life i was dealing with this 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 and they messaged me too as well and i was like i forgot i even posted that video wow but if it changed somebody's life like that and it reached them that's cool and yeah. that just happened like some years after I had posted it. So you never know. Stories would just hit people um, in, in random places you don't know. So every time I start a video off, I'm always praying. Mm. I pray with them and I bind any like nervousness, um, mm. any technical glitches or errors mm -hmm. so that the word that is brought forth is made clear. Mm. And I say, God, you're our hands and our feet. Use us in any way possible. That's good. And those that once you set that atmosphere, God does the rest from there. So, and whatever He does with these fingers and editing and all, <laughs> it's all up to Him. So, yeah. No, that that's really powerful. I, I like that you said that it's it's all glory to God because I know we're both people of faith. We understand the power of God and really God using you to share people's stories in a way that they can connect with others. I think that's really powerful what you said that you didn't even 
remember that video and someone commented on it and it's still having impact and that just goes to show like that's someone who commented i'm sure there are several other people who never send a comment or never reach out to you that you're impacting a lot <laughs> and it's therapy for the people giving it too it's like mm. i would sit i would sit with people for the very first time never met them before just learning their name halfway yeah. through the interview i probably forget their name no i'm kidding i <laughs> it was that fresh and these are people yeah. that are literally sharing their stories of like uh infidelity um drug abuse wow. rape um just all these different things i'm sitting there like oh snap this is yeah. heavy and they trust me enough to tell these stories and i'm yeah. like i never met you before how do you but that's holy spirit you know it's yeah. like you know I don't, I'm not sure. That's stuff I can't really explain, but the fact mm -hmm. that they're open enough to tell me all this stuff and trust me enough to tell me all these different things, you know, I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility, one, as a Christ follower, to put them in the best light. I have a responsibility mm -hmm. representing uh, the church or the organization I'm doing the story for that they're putting the best light. Mm -hmm. And of course, more than ultimately, I have to answer it to God. So, yeah, um, it's, it, I'm, it's a lot of people that's involved with it, you know, so, um, when you got trust in that, when you, you have a mandate, you know, you have, you got something going and you yeah. can't, I don't want to do anything to mess that up or get in between that. Sadly enough, there's been people in the industry, especially in the Christian uh, film industry. I was in broadcast, I would say that would like kind of go in and just manipulate people's story, oh, man. um, edit things. Um, they would literally go in, try to squeeze them out out of whatever they can get out of them. Oh, and then they wow. like leave. And for me, it's like, man, I should have been like a, a psych major or some other <laughs> type of major to help these people out. Cause it's like, yeah. and there'll be times too, I would like go there with my cameras and stuff like that. And I will turn it off. And I was like, really, I honestly don't think you're ready to tell this story. Um, you know, I don't give advice or anything else like that, okay. but, um, I do help them deliver the story and say it in the way that they can, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very it's very weird. And there's times where I would refuse to do a story, not in a bad way or whatever. Yeah. I just like, hey, I want to make sure this is like good. I want to make sure for you, of course, but mm -hmm. it's it's something I have to walk down, and it's it's humbling um, experience to be able to um, to do that. Because if you're on the other side of like editing and creation, you have a lot of power, mm -hmm. and um, you know the somebody once quoted, "No one man should have all that power." <laughs> um, I think he was up to something because yeah. all that power is something evil. And yeah. there's sadly, I, I, I've known people to really take advantage, um, in that sense. So it's that. Yeah. That, that's so disheartening. Is that something? Cause I know you mentioned that you've seen that like Christians have, have done that and really left people broken and hurt. Is that something that motivates you to really take care of the people as you're filming or what is your your experiences in this industry the good and the bad what has it taught you as you've gone through interviewing and sharing these stories to model and walk in integrity um i learned that from uh pastor blunt being yeah. um a church in iraq is um he really drilled that home, um, mm. you know, for me, just being under his teaching um, and even the teacher I'm under uh, now with uh, Pastor Scott Thomas is mm. it, it's being a person of integrity. Yeah, um, that was, of course, we talked about, you know, character taking you a long way. Mm -hmm. Integrity has a lot to do with that is one of my core values. Mm -hmm. um, it's much needed. Um, I try to model that. Um, like I said, people are out there for like personal gain. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are braggadocious. It's one of, especially with video, it's like if you got a camera, you can pretty much go anywhere. If you can create dope graphics, you can pretty much make your way anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit here with my little computer and my little camera and wherever God leads, he yeah. leads. That was a point in my life too, even with DJing. I literally broke all my records and CDs. Um, wow. Well, it was digital to actually deleted stuff too. Okay. Um, I got rid of all that, and I was like, "God, if this is if this if this is for real, like you tell me where to go. I don't know, mm. just do whatever." Um, and then he did, and that I remember probably that following couple months or whatever, I found myself uh, DJing at like um, 
prisons and stuff are wow. uh, ROTCs or junior well, not ROTCs. It's um the junior uh, jails or whatever. Oh, um, oh, like juvenile detention centers. Yeah, juvenile. Yeah, JDCs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like part of the outreach ministry, and Man. that's when I knew I'm like I can use my gift to help people. I I don't have mm. to go to the next um, house party and DJ there, or mm-hmm. I don't have to do this video for this person. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I could. But what does that say about me? Mm. You know, my son will come in, watch me edit, you know, mm. uh, he watched me edit a video of two days ago and um, I didn't hold nothing back. I was I was just editing. It was a girl who dealt with drinking and being around the wrong mm. crowd. Mm. I didn't have to edit it out because he knows I'm about that life yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as like, you know, making people have their life changed and really documenting that. Yeah. And that's the kind of approach I take is a more of a documentary approach. So yeah. we have to, we need more, you know, I saw a that says more humble rappers or whatever. Mm-hmm. We need more integrous um, people in media and that's yes. what's needed. Some people will go to like Hollywood and be that, you know, I'm gonna go to Hollywood and I'm gonna be the light. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that light ends up dimming and it's like, mm-hmm. where are they at now? Um, yeah. And God has placed me in places of like, being in ministry. And of course, when I freelance, I go to different places and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But, um, I still have a character and being a person of integrity, you know, um, some people know not to approach me, uh, when Mm -hmm. it comes down to certain things or whatever, I had plenty of calls even when I was freelancing full time, Mm -hmm. um, some years ago or two years ago. Um, you know, he's like, Oh, I got this music video thing or whatever if you're down with that but i saw your ig and i'm i'm not sure if you're down with it but if you're down you know we got this <laughs> but then i have like another little thing on the side that's um you know it's a non-profit or whatever i'm like okay cool so once i start talking business and they see how i respond and what mm-hmm. i say and how i carry myself mm-hmm. i don't get those call I, he doesn't call back they yeah. don't call back at all yeah so yeah. i'm like okay the guy was gonna handle that so it's all good i don't have to like mm, you know what i'm a christian i don't want to be that <laughs> Like, nah, God's got it. I'll pursue it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And if I can't do it, I'll direct them to somebody else. And mm-hmm. most people will be like, no, I'm a Christian. You can't come to me like that. I'm like, well, there's a way to do business too, but I don't mm-hmm. want to completely shun people because mm-hmm. you're, um, what you do is a witness. You yeah. know, just by yeah. me responding that way, the guy was like, he literally says like, man, I respect you. I get it. I get it. You church do. I, I totally, I, I feel you. You know, uh, my bad. He didn't say like, my bad or whatever, but I, yeah. I got his vibe. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. God's got it always. Yeah, God's always got it. And I like how you approach that. That's a really good sign of leadership as far as meeting him where he was at, but still holding true to your beliefs and your values. Because I I know like a lot of times Christians get a a bad name because of the approach that like we're not trying to connect with people or quote sinners when if you read the Bible, Jesus spent most of the time with quote the the sinners of the world, but the Pharisees he had the problem with, and they were supposed to be pretty much the Christians of those days. So if we were if we're show if we're supposed to be Christ like, we should be spending more time with the people in the world and not letting our light dim, like you mentioned. Which it's easier said than done. Uh, that part, <laughs> yeah, definitely easier said than done, but. I don't know. Have there been any uh, stories as far as, because I know you kind of mentioned that one where he reached out to you and then he saw your IG as far as you thought it was going to be one thing and then it ended up being something else and you were like, what ended up happening? Yeah, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Who? Okay, so I was living in Miami. This was like the first year I was married. Mm-hmm. Um, I living in Miami and, uh, you know, I was DJing. I got an opportunity to DJ, f- um, for this FM, um, radio station that kind of compete with like clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's a Christian radio station. It was a bilingual station. So it mm-hmm. was like Spanish, English or whatever. And the show that I was part of, um, yeah. well, the show, the whole station was Spanish and then it was a bilingual show. So it was cool. So I was doing that or whatever, and it was it was great. And then right before I was going to go, um, I guess I was getting my schedule because I usually did like Friday, sometimes Saturdays, um, depending on if the DJ was available. Mm-hmm. There was another DJ friend of mine. Um, 
not to call him out. It's another DJ friend of mine that I went to <laughs> church with. Yeah. Um, knew I was like really getting hot and heavy because I was like I had just moved there and just got yeah. married, so I'm just mm-hmm. doing my thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "Oh yeah, you DJ and you do video too? Oh, that's dope. Cool, cool, cool." Well, we I got this thing um, on the side, kind of opening up. I'm helping a buddy of mine. It's like a lounge or whatever. Um, I'll probably want you to DJ one of these days. I mean, we spend it's a little different. He gave me a heads up. It's a little different. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, different. so it's not a DJ gig. He wants me to do a video, but he wants me to do a video to promote this lounge so i didn't think much of it so i got there (laughs) um and at this time i was actually i was actually working at the church i i thought i was just i thought it was a favor so i went there and um Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah we got some people coming too you know and it was like some girls coming i'm like oh boy oh no and i'm filming i'm like i'm not supposed to be here um Mm. and i came home like heavy conviction i'm like Mm. yo I told my wife, she's like, ooh. I showed her the footage, she's like, oh. <laughs> so I, oh, in my man. good business practice, I went ahead and did it. Mm. And I gave it to him. I'm like, yeah. I didn't do this. Don't, no, I didn't do this. And then afterwards <laughs> I told him, I'm like, hey, don't ever do, don't ever pull things like that on me again, because yeah. it's not right yeah. and it's not good. He, he got, he crossed the line Yeah, and he understood but it was one of those things that were really desperate for mm. a video person. I didn't okay. know what I was getting myself into okay. um, at the time. I was just being a good friend, whatever. Yeah, just trying um, to help out. Yeah. Exactly. But that's the point where it's like if I had a taste of that and I actually liked it, I would have been that guy doing mm. promo videos for places like that. Okay. And I knew real quick that. I have to really stand up for it, especially being in Miami. Um, yeah, you really have to stand up. You can't like, you can't crouch down or back up and all that. You mm-hmm. really have to really lean in and, you know, be vocal about it. And I'm like, I'm not doing video for people, but that just shows like when you do good work, you know, it's going to get noticed. Yeah. But you also have to be a person of integrity because that's what's going to keep you around the work that you really want to do. Yeah. So that's really good. All comes back to the character piece, the integrity piece that you, you've been talking about is key. So even after it happened, to talk with your wife about it and then go back to him and just resolve the situation. Like, <laughs> like, it would be like it would have been really easy. Honestly, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I feel like it'd been really easy to just like forget about it. It's like it's not going to happen again. <laughs> just, just like it's gone. Like throw it away. <laughs> Uh, but that just shows the integrity. That I love that. So I know you, you talk about Miami, you talk about uh, SCU, and I know you were in St. Louis as well. Like kind of, I think, have you were you back and forth between Florida and St. Louis? I know you're, you're kind of back and forth now for, <laughs> for recording story videos. As far as I kind of walk yeah. through the timeline of like um, places you worked in like St. Louis and Florida. Yeah. Sure. It, it's funny because um, whenever I leave a city or leave a place or whatever, I start getting a bunch of calls. I'm like, hey, we want to work with you. I'm like, oh, I was just there. Just Where were you left. at like the last year? <laughs> so I moved from St. Louis. Like I, I graduated high school in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, going back and forth and all that. And I moved mm-hmm. and stayed once I graduated in 2008. And okay. I stayed in Central Florida. Okay. I uh, lived in Lakeland and all, and then moved to Tampa. That's where I did my internship. Okay. Um, and that's when we said our undying love for me and Eliana, our undying love together. Uh, yeah, awesome. She graduated in 2009. Um, she's originally from Puerto Rico. Her mom had already moved to Miami the year before she actually came to Puerto or um, came to um, um, the States to um, Florida. Awesome. So after she graduated, she had moved to Miami. So I was living in Tampa doing my internship. Mm-hmm. She was looking for an internship to stay, um, or looking for a job to stay in Tampa. She actually did her internship. You know, I was her boss, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we weren't engaged at that point. We we're just dating okay. or whatever. Okay. And then she moved out to Miami, and that's how I ended up in Miami. And then we moved to Lakeland again after a year uh, and some months or whatever. Lived in Lakeland for a year. Lived in Tampa for a year. But I was driving wow. back and forth. It's a very strange story. We found out we were pregnant um, with our first child. Really happy. Wanted to be around yeah. uh, family. Miami wasn't doing it for us. Yeah. Um, we weren't going back to Puerto Rico. Um, or mm-hmm. at least, you know, she it, it was she wanted to stay in the States, I would say. Okay. So okay. Um, 
Puerto Rico would have been nice though too. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's when we moved to St. Louis. <laughs> okay. That's when we moved to St. Louis, uh, and we ended up staying there for, uh, gosh, well, ten. My Elijah's ten now, um, but even after a year, you know, I worked for another ministry there. Great ministry, awesome ministry. But I was like, ah, I need something more. I was actually going to be moving. Uh, we're going to move to Washington D.C. Oh, wow. um, to work at this place there. Um, Something happened. God moved in a crazy way. Yeah. End up talking to Pastor uh, Pastor Blunt there. End up staying. Um, wow. Learned a lot f- under him. Stayed there for about nine years. And that's when um, God had made some moves. I was freelancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I freelanced, I worked at a, 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 a agency there in town. Um, they had randomly found me on LinkedIn. Wow. Kind of stalked me. It was kind of crazy. Really uh, great experience there. Yeah, it was. It, that's an interesting uh, thing in itself. I ended up staying there. Um, COVID had hit, and that's I'm like, man, when things are going really great, COVID hit, and it was like it was oh. very interesting. Did a lot of great work there. Worked with yeah. a lot of great clients and all, um, nationally known clients and all that. It was great. Wow. Um, I was like, well, I'm doing a lot of work. COVID hit a lot of people needed like some like graphic help and just mm-hmm. being able to think creatively mm-hmm. and all that doing video stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll make myself available. And I feel like that year was like, God said, be available, be open, whatever. Wow. And um, I left working at the agency and ended up just working for myself, freelance Well, work for other people, work for myself. Yeah. Went freelance yeah. for like two years mm. and good work found me. Um, one of my friends worked at a church down here and Lakeland. So I'm back in Lakeland since before we oh, all started, wow. you know, and, um, seriously full circle. So, and now I'm at um, a place called free life chapel. Um, it's an amazing place. Um, I feel like God's positioning me there right now, um, to do a lot of great work there, uh, train, uh, people and just do what I do, you know, mm-hmm. and I have the honor and privilege to be able to still do stuff here. And of course, when you move a city, in my case, people call you back. So <laughs> being able to come back to St. Louis and do a couple of things for some clients of mine, yeah. uh, doing things remotely. So that's a very quick story about <laughs> bouncing around from St. Louis to, um, or Missouri as a whole. Cause yeah. yeah, I'm everywhere in Florida. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, that is a lot. And kudos to you for remembering all of that. That's a lot to remember all those yeah, yeah. different, different <laughs> I, I was kind of, yeah. I was going to say, I was probably going to forget. I had my LinkedIn pulled up because I'm like, I don't remember what year I went. So, yeah. There you go. LinkedIn coming in. Coming. <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of LinkedIn. One day, LinkedIn will be sponsoring this podcast. Hey, hey. let's go. Let's yeah, go. There you go. Speaking I have to start edit, uh, updating my LinkedIn. So, it's, it's been a minute. I'm terrible at that. I will. It's, things with artists is like we're terrible at posting things and sharing, showing our work and stuff. I teach other people to do it, but when it comes <laughs> on me, I'm just like, I'll get around to it. I'm busy producing for other people. You go, oh. people go into these waves and stuff like that. I teach a lot of creative sets, so it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I can understand that. I've been more intentional about posting. Definitely not where I could be, but I'm not where I was. So. I, take pride in but you enjoy doing it in the process that's what it's really all about yes (laughs) yeah post or no posts you enjoy doing that's what it's all about that's the most important thing for me is that really having these conversations even because i knew you but i didn't know you if that makes sense like as far (laughs) as all this stuff so having these conversations like I'm highlighting your journey and getting to learn more about you. Like, I feel like I get more out of it than anyone that listens. (laughs) Wow. Dang. That's awesome. (laughs) So it's been a fun journey, but we are about out of time, but I don't know if there's anything that we haven't talked about that you want people to know about you, your journey, your story, or what you're, what you're doing now. Yeah. I would say what I'm doing now, um, I've been doing a lot of like teaching a lot, um, which ironically, because I actually wanted to teach for some reason. I'm not sure even what group age group, even back then. Mm -hmm. Um, I just know the teaching will come even back then. I was talking to myself. I'm like, I knew teaching was going to come later in my career. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny how people age, how I (laughs) age. Uh, I'm at that point in my career. I'm like, oh, man, um, that's interesting. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of teaching and coaching, um, wow. which That's I'm good. currently now in position. I'm like 
redoing my whole uh website um nice you know it's it's now to a point where i can i've always marketed myself as a content creator mm -hmm. or just a creative as a whole mm -hmm. um but i've worn so many different hats and working in ministry will have you do that so oh, if yeah, you're looking for, for sure. um <laughs> really quick experience serve in church of course and yes. if you're good at serving at church they may say hey I, we just need you here 40 hours a week and so um <laughs> yeah so it's 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 been like that because I never had a, a church um, growing up like that. I just mm -hmm. played drums and that was it. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted had a desire to do other things or whatever, but we just didn't ne never really had like the the infrastructure okay. or the, the finances, if you will, yeah. to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Outlet, yeah. And most creatives, we all need outlets. So when I got plugged into a church that you know loved the arts, I'm like, this is a great place to develop. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have developed this on my own, but now I'm doing this for a purpose. So a lot of what I'm doing, I'm actually going to Puerto Rico next um, this coming week um, at Awaken Conference to awesome. still be able to teach um, a lot of the leaders um, there in uh, PR um, who do video and whatnot. So being able to do that for another year, I think it's about 30 year doing it. Um, awesome. now it's become a, a yearly thing for us. Yeah. Um, I do that for the, the church I met now. They knew what I was doing with the collective, yeah. um, which is the whole group of like photographers, filmmakers and designers. I did plan at that at church on the rock. Um, awesome. when we got there, there was like no photographers there. Wow. Now, you know, we left and it's like a whole team of people. Yeah. Doing it. We had a whole yeah. room dedicated to it. Yeah. It's um, a nice room and that's, it's amazing to see that. And I knew, okay. This is God. This is where you wanted me at. Yeah. You know, I w was chasing things like, oh, I'm gonna work at Paramount. I'm gonna do stuff at NBC or work yeah. at you know DreamWorks and all these different places or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do music videos and all that. God's like, that's real cute. You're gonna do this, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be great, and you're gonna be very fulfilled doing it too. Mm. Um, and I I knew right right then and there. I'm like, okay, God, literally. He took the wheel. Jesus took the wheel. <laughs> yeah. And he's really guiding and directing that. So um, it's been very fulfilling work. And I think that's the thing that I want people to really understand is, um, you know, you don't want to chase that kind of grind at least really nowhere. But, mm -hmm. you know, as you strive after and um, go after God, you're going to end up leading yourself to doing like more fulfilling work. And it doesn't have to be video. It doesn't have to be working in church. It could be working with like numbers being better at math than I am. <laughs> um, but it's when you get, when you get left to doing fulfilling work, literally no one can really get in your way or stop you. The only thing that will stop you is your own selfish um, desires and other things like that. So I just knew to stay focused on um, just building the kingdom. You know, that's, that's what we're all about. That's, that's amazing so incredible I, I love that like it's just see god's hand on your story and you just really letting him uh direct you where he he wants you to go when and everything from when you you started off and you thought you're, you're gonna do stuff in dj and moving into production doing still doing dj stuff doing more broadcasting stuff um all the different people you encountered uh, working, serving in church, all this, the, the stuff you were doing on the side with the freelance stuff. It's just truly incredible how God has used you, Dash. Thank you. It's, it's a, it's a joy and an honor and it's a, it's a wild ride, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's when I, I enjoy the journey. This is the kind of journey I've always wanted to, to be doing. So whatever God leads next, it's all up to him. I, I just know not to get too comfortable because I could be in a different city again, like next month <laughs> or forever i don't know bring the whole yeah. family we'll be there <laughs> yeah you just you just tell it out i i do want i want to make a quick plug because we, we talk about church on the rock a lot and so in a previous podcast when we're recording this it's not out yet but by the time this is recorded it's already been out actually i talked to pastor blunt and he talked about the story of church on the rock so you want to learn more about this amazing church and maybe like i just feel led to say this is i haven't done this on the podcast before but if you want to learn more about what it means to be a Christ follower, maybe possibly give your life to Christ, either reach out to me or, or Dash or go to cotr.org. Someone will connect with you there. Because um, really, I couldn't imagine doing life without God. I know a lot of people are just going about doing their own things. And I'm like, sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, God, just help me. I don't know what's going on today. 
So if you feel like that, you feel stressed, I just say definitely I offer myself a reach out to me or go cotr.org. Um, someone will talk to you, pray with you for sure. Oh yeah. Most F most F. Awesome. Well, like I said, we're, I, I want to make sure people know how to connect with you as well, but all the great stuff you're, you're doing, uh, what are your websites, socials, however you want people to connect with you. Yeah. Um, my website, uh, is I B com. That's stands for Ileana and Brandon creates. Oh, so okay. I B creates. I was wondering what that stood for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be confusing because no one calls me Brandon. So. Yeah. I was like, Who's this <laughs> uh, so I got to keep that government name in there. I B creates. Yeah. Uh, that's the one, um, it's been, I B creates for a long time. Uh, and then of course my socials, um, uh, B Brinkley It's literally D A S H, uh, Brinkley is on all my socials. Um, you know, I post whenever I feel it, I guess, <laughs> um, same thing too with, uh, with IB creates, we're on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Um, I'm a terrible social media person. I'm, we, we do good. Me and me, me and my wife, Ileana, we do very good of like teaching other people with it, but, um, we're getting better at it. We got to lead by example, but, um, we post quality stuff on there and it's awesome. Um, it's mostly just stuff. to kind of document our kids and we just have a lot of fun with it. Um, who knows? I'll probably post random stuff. Um, I'll just repost whatever you post, um, uh, with a credit call. So, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, but yeah, that's the way to do it. My cell phone number is, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even <laughs> But uh, it, it's been great having you on on the podcast, Dash. I'm not going to call you Brandon again because it just it's not, it doesn't feel <laughs> normal to me. But. And actually, before we close out, do you have like a quick story of how your nickname became Dash? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. All right. So first of all, it's part of my middle name. Okay. Um, it's short for my middle name. My middle name is uh, Dashiel. Uh, okay. D a s h i e l is actually spelled differently on my birth certificate, but that's a whole another story. Um, okay. I had a hookup at a um, DMV. One of my friends worked there and actually spelled it correctly. So shout out to my friend DMV in Missouri. Awesome. <laughs> no, um, my my parents were um, uh, track coaches, um, and I just grew up a track nerd. I played a bunch of sports, but mm-hmm. I grew up a track nerd, uh, sprints and long distance running. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the long jump or high jump and all the other okay. stuff or whatever. Um, so I pretty much, I ran pretty fast. I've still got it, you know? Nice. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, we had a low power FM station at, uh, at the school and I would bring in my, my turntables and all that. And it's like, we just can't call you DJ Brandon. We got to like think of a cool name for a while. I hated my middle name, mm-hmm. uh, like through grade school. I want to fight somebody or whatever. And then one <laughs> of my friends came up with, it's like, you know what? Your middle name, she called you Dash, DJ Dash. That's it. So I'm like, all right, I can nice. get with that. And then nice. it turned into like Dash the DJ, and then it was just Dash. So nice. That's how I got it. So short for my middle name. Not awesome. a lot of people know that. No, I I love that story, and I hope everyone that was watching on YouTube or listening that you enjoyed learning from Dash, um, his story, uh, really of being led by God and continuing to just add value to people is truly incredible hope you learn from that and that you can be incredible as well thanks for listening be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform we'll see you here next time and be incredible incredible, incredible.